What's up, Dolphins fans? This is Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. And on today's episode, we get into the aftermath of the 2021 NFL trade deadline. This was a long-awaited day for a lot of Dolphins fans. It came and went. And the things that the Dolphins did, and more specifically did not do, have told us a little bit about the direction of this team going forward, which we'll get into today on Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans? Today is Wednesday, November 3rd, 2021, and welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com. Your host here on Locked on Dolphins. I want to thank you for making Locked on Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Listen up. NFL trade deadline. We all eagerly awaited the NFL trade deadline in 2021 because it kind of felt like it was an opportunity for the Dolphins to either come to terms with who and what they were in 2021 or potentially finally put the Deshaun Watson rumors behind us. And neither one of those things, unfortunately, uh, happened. The Dolphins did not come to terms with who they are as a team. And, you know, at the very least, at the very least, we will hear no more talk of the Houston quarterback until the offseason because this, there's nothing that's going to be done between now and nothing can be finalized until the league year starts in March. But there's been damage done. Um, and some of the, the newest revelations that came out yesterday are pretty damning for uh, the, the Dolphins organization, specifically with the quarterback that we have in place with Tua Tungvalu. There was a lot of Dolphins fans that said, hey, you know what? When we hear something from Adam Schefter, we hear something from Ian Rapoport. We'll start taking these talks and these rumors more seriously. Well, NFL Network's Ian Rapoport, 2.24 p.m. When the news came out uh, that Watson would not be moved. Ian Rapoport, Dolphins owner Stephen Ross received permission to speak with Deshaun Watson, but only last night, as complicated a deal as this is, that wasn't enough time. Anybody remember, and this is not the first time we've alluded to this saga on this show, and this is not the first, we are not the, the first show or Dolphins personalities to allude to this saga in the past 24 hours. Does anybody remember the Stephen Ross, Jeff Ireland, Carl Peterson flight to California to meet with Coach Harbaugh, Stanford Cardinal, while Tony Sperano was still the head coach of the football team. If you forgot, or if you're a younger Dolphins fan and you, you can't appreciate what happened here, Jeff Ireland and, and Stephen Ross hopped on a plane in January of 2011 to meet and interview Jim Harbaugh, then the head coach of the Stanford Cardinal program, about the possibility of becoming the Miami Dolphins head coach. 
and they did so despite the fact that they still had Tony Sperano under contract. Yikes. And you know what that did? That prompted the Dolphins to then go into overcorrection mode in which they provided uh, Tony Sperano with a contract, a two-year contract extension and had a press conference. And Stephen Ross expressed his remorse of, of how things were done and the line of communication should have been handled differently. And then a little bit more time passed. He said, well, actually, I never even offered Jim Harbaugh the job and I recommended that he stay at Stanford. The Dolphins at the time didn't love the one that they were with. And it bit him in the ass because by the end of the, the, the following season, Tony Sperano was fired from being the head coach of the Dolphins and didn't even finish that season. That's how bad it got. So you give him a contract extension to make amends for going around and calling other coaches and, and flying across the country to meet with other coaches behind his back, despite the fact that he was under contract. And then after he was fired, Stephen Ross said something along the lines of, you know, Tony Sperano harbored ill will for the flight to see Jim Harbaugh and could never put it behind him. And he made the whole organization worse and more toxic because of it. That was in 2011. Check your calendars, folks. It's 2021. And you know what? This is the modern day quarterback version of the exact same stuff. You got a quarterback who you chose at number five overall. You could be pro Tua, anti Tua, undecided on Tua. I don't care. The team drafted him at number five. He played one season, arguably, controversially, inserted into the lineup when everything they did from a coaching perspective felt like it was tailored for Ryan Fitzpatrick. You put him in anyway. Things didn't go great. He couldn't control the line of scrimmage because he didn't know the playbook particularly well by his own admission, which makes you wonder in what process you decided he was going to be the quarterback that was best suited for your franchise. At that point in time in 2020, in the midst of a playoff push. And then the Watson stuff comes up in the offseason and the rumors never go away. And now you, Stephen Ross, owner of the team, the night before the trade deadline, get permission from the Houston Texans to talk to said quarterback. Can anybody find an avenue for which this goes any other way than a split between Tua Tagovailoa and the Miami Dolphins? Tua is going to have to play unbelievably lights out for the last nine games of the season. But the messaging that you are giving as the owner of the team to have that interview, if you were going to let this thing go this whole time and be this interested all the way up until, first and foremost, some of this due diligence should have been done earlier so that you could avoid the mess that you're in now, which is you have eyes for another quarterback. It's now very public widely reported from the best of the best, everybody who was waiting for Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport to touch on this. Here you go. 
Ian Rappaport reporting Stephen Ross got permission to talk to Deshaun Watson about a player acquisition and trade. There's no coming back from this if you are the Dolphins, which is, I think, the most troublesome part of the whole picture. Never mind the morality of everything that's involved and the uncertainty and the availability and the legal issues and all that stuff. Let's just call it stuff. All that stuff. You have a quarterback that you chose number five overall that you are very quickly going to alienate with your messaging, pair that with a coaching staff that has struggled to surround him with viable assistant coaches, combine that with the struggles of the offensive line, combine that with the coaching decisions from 2020 to pull this guy in and out of the lineup on a weekly basis which you understood at the time. And if it would have been that, if that's all it would have been, I wouldn't have thought twice about it, but it's not all it's been. This, this messaging from this organization doesn't give to a tongue of Aloha any level of confidence or anything that, that he's, they view him as the answer, which makes you wonder how the process was that you landed on him in the first place. And whoever was ultimately responsible for that decision, you got to probably be asking some hard questions right now. And let's be clear. This, this trade did not happen because Stephen Ross talked to Deshaun Watson and didn't like what he heard. This trade didn't happen because Stephen Ross didn't have the time to get the answers he needed and the legal issues did not have the resolutions that the Dolphins wanted to make this go away. And to have the clarity on what his future as an NFL player looked like. Dolphins fans, we have an incredible app for everyone who buys gas. It's called Get Upside. Listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. People who drive a lot are making as much to two to $300 in cash back. There's no catch. The cash gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift cards for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. So where do the Dolphins, where, where does this saga go from here? And never mind the fact that like we're getting into the offseason and these talks are going to reignite. And the Dolphins are probably going to have more competition if there is clarity on what Deshaun Watson's situation is. Uh, but the Texans will be motivated to move him in March because – his, his salary goes from $10.5 million to $35 million. That motivation for Houston is suddenly going to be there, and this will probably have a resolution in March, one way or another. But the Dolphins from here, they have to make some very significant franchise decisions before March. And I don't know how you're going to come to those decisions with this 
big question still left unanswered. For example, if Stephen Ross wants to, is committed to the acquisition of Deshaun Watson as the quarterback of the Dolphins, and he chooses to fire Chris Greer and or Brian Flores at the end of the year, how are you going to go about the interview process and the hiring process to say, hey, so-and-so, I would like you to come be the general manager of the Dolphins. But here's the problem. Here's the catch. We're going to be trading three first-round picks and change for Deshaun Watson in March. And you don't have any say in it because I own the team and it's what I want to do. What's the GM going to say? Thanks, but no thanks. I'd like to have a job in which I can make those decisions for myself. Hey, so-and-so, I'd like you to be the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, and I got great news for you. Deshaun Watson's going to be our quarterback. Well, he's not under contract yet, is he? No, but trust me, bro, we're going to figure it out. We're going to pull it off. We are committed to doing it. We're going to pay whatever it takes. Do you think on a handshake or a wink-wink or a nudge or a nod or an elbow bump, any viable head coach is going to come into town? If this is the plan, we just weren't ready to do it now, that hiring process is going to be pretty complicated. So then you say, okay, well, what happens is, say Stephen Ross is committed to making this happen. Why doesn't he just bring Chris Greer and Brian Flores back for another year? Because they were apparently ready to do it, if not for having the clarity on availability and the legal issues. I can tell you what you can't do if you bring those guys back. You can't keep the same offensive coaching staff. And the same question applies. How are you going to sell the offensive coordinator job to any viable candidate. Say, hey, you want to be our fifth OC in five years? We think we're going to have Deshaun Watson in March. But you don't have him now, do you? No, we don't. You can't guarantee 100% that you're going to get him, can you? No, we can't. Well, then no, thank you. I'm not interested in being your fifth offensive coordinator in five years. So what do you do? Do you bring the entire coaching staff back alongside those guys just to keep people that are willing to, who were open-minded and receptive to seeing this move happen? And even if you do, what happens if something happens or a team acquires an extra first round pick in 2021 and they outbid your offer and Watson decides to waive his no trade clause when he's, when teams are ready to trade for him, let's say you keep everybody in the boat and with no guarantee that you get Watson, let's say Watson changes his mind and goes elsewhere. Now you for another year, because you had to make these decisions in coaching and management in January with the trade open window starting in March. So you're making decisions above the decision you want to make a quarterback two months beforehand. 
without having clarity that you're going to successfully execute that maneuver altogether. So what happens if you bring Chris Greer and Brian Flores back and they bring their offensive staff back because you really don't know what the temperature is going to be for getting anybody in any of those other roles because of all of the uncertainty and the dynamics at play here with this team, which is uh, the chemistry is, is totally upside down. And Watson changes his mind to go elsewhere. And now you've got Tua Tonga-Valoa repaired all over again with all these parties involved around this team that have been kicking tires on other people for the last 12 months. How do you think that's going to work? What do you think 2022 is going to look like? You think it's going to look anything better than what it looks like right now, which is a total S show? Probably not. So this is a mess. Your other alternative is to see to a tongue of a low play well in 2021, the rest of the way. He'll need to play better than he played against Buffalo. I think I would have given him B-plus performances for the games against both Atlanta and Jacksonville, and this was probably a C-minus performance from him against Buffalo. You get to the end of the year, you see enough from Tua Tungvaloa to say, you know what? He's the guy we thought we were. All these guys that were kicking the tires, we're going to get rid of all of them. And Tua, we're going to stay committed to you. We're going to build around you. We're going to hire a coach tailored to you. You build a staff around you, gonna build a, a support system around you. The way it should have been from the very beginning. Because I'm sorry, th- there was no excuse. There's no excuse for there to be this level of disconnect and disinterest in a guy that you just drafted fifth overall. There's no excuse for it. You just made this decision. And if you had this little conviction about him. If you have this level of conviction about him, little level of conviction about him now, what changed in the past year? And why did you make the decision that you did in the first place? Because that's bad process. And that's like the very surface level of the issues that are at play here. So where this team goes from here, you got a couple options, and I don't really like any of them for Miami. We'll see what two is able to do over the, the next nine games. And as I said on yesterday's show, on the Tuesday show, every Dolphins fan should hope whether you want to see Tua be the long-term answer or you want somebody else to be the long-term answer. Everybody should hope that Tua Tonga-Valoa plays the best football of his young career in the NFL and the best football of his life for the next nine games. Because if he does that, it at least gets you out of this decision-making process or potentially gets you out of this decision-making process where you're making hirings in January based on a maybe in March. You don't want to do that, guys. You do not want to go down that road because that will get very messy and that is very combustible. Football's back and better than ever. New web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. We're talking about Bet Bet BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. 
head to the new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC. Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, and it is where the game starts. My day this morning started with a built bar out of the cabinet. Built bar is a protein bar, tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. I got 100% chocolate on all their bars. You know, a bunch of different delicious flavors to choose from. And Built Bar, if I may offer a recommendation, go ahead and add a bourbon flavor here based on the way this past week went for the Dolphins. And your guy, Kyle, would really, really appreciate it. Uh, they do have uh, fruit flavors, dessert flavors. They got something for everybody. And whether you're looking for something that's keto-friendly, post-workout, meal replacement, delicious snack, you name it, Bill Bar can be it. So visit BillBar.com, use promo code LOCK15 and save 15% off your next order. That's BillBar.com, promo code LOCK15, save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. Now, of course, it also bears mentioning that the Miami Dolphins entered the trade deadline with more decisions to make than just the quarterback decision with the long rumored chase for Deshaun Watson. Barry Jackson, Miami Herald. Immediately after the trade deadline came to a close. Dolphins made no trades before today's 4 p.m. NFL trade deadline quote tweeted that himself and said, though the Dolphins reportedly got calls on Devontae Parker, they wanted to keep him. There was no attempt to purge veterans for draft picks. Dolphins believe their roster was built to win now, even though they haven't to this point in the season. Who wants to tell them? If you're built to win now and you're not winning now, Something's broken and you need to change it. Which is interesting because the guy who's responsible for talent acquisition would be, at the end of the day, Chris Greer. He is the general manager of the team. He works the lines. He makes the calls. And if the team felt they were built to win now, and they're not winning now, then what would that tell you their perception of what is wrong with the team? One would have to assume either bad luck or coaching. And it's become increasingly apparent over the last month that the Dolphins' young, inexperienced coaching staff in my opinion, is the number one biggest issue with this franchise this year. And it has neutered the potential for player development and growth in young talent. And we simply can't have that. That cannot be the case. So for me, 
the trade deadline was a missed opportunity. Because if we're being honest, if you're a team that's built to win now, and you're not winning now, there's a disconnect. And the opportunity to potentially redistribute those funds in 2022 and moving forward would have been a very valuable opportunity for the Dolphins and to potentially make a change and bring in new faces would probably be a welcomed one, especially if Devontae Parker is going to come back after missing a month and you're going to feed him the football for a quarter and then he's just going to disappear. And I don't really have an explanation for how that happened. But this, uh, this, this reported mentality really caught me off guard. And if you're built to win now, did you entertain any potential acquisitions? I know the Jets took a Madden-created player and traded him for Laurent Duvernay-Tardif off the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Duvernay-Tardif had a no-trade clause. So perhaps that was the motivation uh, for the Jets getting a deal done, and, and perhaps there was no interest in coming to Miami. I have no idea. But it's, it's just a little eyebrow-raising to me that, no, we're not going to strip any of these guys down that aren't going to be a part of the long-term vision because we're built to win now. I don't know if you've seen what the offensive tackle play for this team has looked like. I don't know if you've seen how poorly the defense has regressed, how bad the effort is at times for some of your most highly paid players. But this team doesn't feel like it's going to win anytime soon. Now, they may beat the Houston Texans, and that'd be swell because I'll be there. But it's pretty hard to envision this team being a win-now situation in any circumstances based on how badly things have soured unless you feel as the GM and the team that if you make some significant changes with those who are responsible for coaching and molding and developing your players and crafting the game plans that the talent exists and the execution does not. Um, And at the end of the day, I do believe coaching and schematics and game planning is a bigger problem than the talent on the team. But this talent, this team's roster does have some blind spots. Offensive tackle play right now. It's apparently a blind spot. And they did Liam Eikenberg no favors by yanking him around, moving him to a couple different spots. The running back position is a massive blind spot. The linebacker position, particularly beyond Jerome Baker, is a massive blind spot for this team. I can't help but wonder, a defensive system that wasn't so predicated on gap control and gap exchanges with twists and stunts in games, 
you had a little bit more gap penetration, aggressive type system, what does Christian Wilkins season look like? How much different does Jalen Phillips look like if you didn't use the entire preseason to drop him in zone coverage? I don't have those answers, but I can tell you, I can't help but feel like the physical talent may have an extra level to be unlocked for a number of these players if you put them in different situations. So that's a part of the continuing ongoing evaluation process and the Dolphins' own reported mentality on not moving Devontae Parker, uh, I think gives us some pretty interesting storylines to continue to monitor as we try to figure out just how close to being a win-now team this team actually is. Reminder, I'll be in Houston for, or excuse me, I'll be in Miami for the Houston and Baltimore games this upcoming week, making a week-long trip down to South Florida. And I have an extra ticket to the Houston game. And if you're interested in sitting with me and watching the game and talking Dolphins football and evaluating the team and talking prospects, whatever else you guys are interested in, I've already got a couple offers from tailgates. You guys are, are very gracious, and I definitely plan on uh, meeting up with a number of you guys. Um, the way you can accomplish that is by visiting thedraftnetwork.com, thedraftnetwork.com, backslash mock-draft-machine. Conduct a seven-round Miami Dolphins mock draft. Remember, I'm the director of scouting at draftnetwork.com. There's a bunch of great simulators out there that exist. But for this exercise, I'm selfishly going to ask you to use draftnetwork.com. Now, no trades allowed. Because in the sake of fairness, one of the premium features for the mock draft simulator is it allows you to trade picks, future picks, this year's picks, so on and so forth. I don't want to have – I want everybody on an even playing field which means I don't want guys and gals who can execute trades on MDM to have an advantage to create more exotic mock drafts. So no trades allowed. I want everybody on a new playing field. Send me your seven-round Miami Dolphins mock draft. And whoever I choose, and I'm choosing somebody on Friday, which means you got a little bit of time left, about 48 hours. Whoever I choose is going to have the invitation to sit next to me at the game on Sunday against the Texans. I can't wait to talk Dolphins football with a listener from Locked on Dolphins. I did this for the Rams game last year and sat with Abdi, and it was great. We had a great time. Dolphins, of course, won the game against the Rams. Uh, Second quarter was the most odd, wild, electric, fun quarter of football I've ever attended in my life. Let's see what they can do this, this year to top it. So you know how to submit... Send it to me any way you would like, any way that you can reach me. I'm at grinding the tape on Twitter. I'm also at locked on fins with a PH. Send those mock drafts in. Get the link up with a bunch of you guys and sit with one of you guys on Sunday against the Texans. This is Kyle Krabs, Locked on Dolphins. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Fins up. Let's, uh, let's keep this train rolling along. We're going to get through this 2021 season together. Get to the offseason recalibrate, readjust, and use the foundation of young talent that exists to tinker, get this team to where it needs to go. We'll get there. Fins up. Make it a great Wednesday. Talk with you guys again tomorrow.